Hello and welcome, agents and new listeners. If you wish to stay up to date with the latest episodes or any news you might have missed, please follow us on our Twitter and Instagram or join our Facebook page. If you'd like to join in or start some discussions with other agents, we have a Discord server available to everyone. We also have our episodes up on YouTube, so please consider subscribing and share with your friends. Thank you for your time. Now let's get into this week's case file. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Files Obscure. As always, I have my co-host with me today. I have Vlad and Gads with me. Uh, unfortunately, Kat couldn't be here today because she's still dealing with some school responsibilities, but that's okay. We have a very fun episode planned. Uh, one I'm not actually leading today. It's your honors, is it not, Gabs? That's correct. <laughs> so, you know, before we really get into the episode and describe what's going on, I mean, it's we've had a lot of adjustments. You know, we, you, me, just moved into our place of about a month ago when we're just starting to get adjusted. It's it's been three and a half, four weeks almost. Yeah, since so, you moved in, the rest of us moved in a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, you know, we're more or less settled in, so you know, now we can get into a new healthy flow of, you know, recording. I just got a new job, so you know, everything's gonna be fine there once I figure out that scheduling. And we like Vlad, I know a lot of people have been seeing your your artwork and we'll be getting a lot of good uh Good praise for your thumbnails, because I mean, I personally been loving it. Thank you. I'm trying to nail it down a little better, and I feel like we're improving the art style to a certain degree. I'm trying to make things a little more consistent from all the platforms. Yeah. So, here's hoping we notice an improvement. Yes. Oh no. I mean, we've already noticed the improvement. Today is just finally the time that we got everything up to date. Check so, out the website. Yes, absolutely. Check out the website. Which side note. Uh, I need to put that into all of our links now for YouTube. Yeah. So that will be done. But yeah, without further ado, this is uh, Gabby's episode, so you take it from here. All right. As always, we're starting out with two truths and a lie. Are you two ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Absolutely. Okay. So you all know the story of the Trojan War. It's something that's been played out throughout movies, books. The classical Hellenistic history, yeah. We have everything. We all know the story. It's very, very common and very, Mm -hmm. very overwritten, if I do say so myself. But today we're not talking about humans. We are talking about the gods. So, for two truths and a lie, the story of the Trojan War is a story of only male gods, only female gods, or a mixture of both male and female gods. Oh, that's different. Um, well, I know it's a mixture of both female and male. I Well, I, the Pantheon is a mixture of male and female. However, specifically dealing with those involved in the Trojan War, which is I'm pretty sure the question is being framed at, I mean, I could obviously see, you know, Athena and Ares being war gods, you know, both male and female. So I'm, gonna, I'm wanting to say it, it, it's both. I want you to lose, so I'm going to keep it very vague, but I'm pretty sure there's some female gods involved and some male gods, and a bit of jealousy, so. Well, I mean, that's basically agreeing that you they're both there. You are so close, because this is a story of jealousy. Oh, All right, so, you are saying both. Yes. You are saying both. Both. Both of you are saying both. Yes. Yes. All right, let's get into the story. All right. So, as you know, story of Troy, we have Helen of Troy, the most beautiful woman. Air quotes. Air quotes. Big air quotes on that one. (laughs) All right. We have Paris of Troy, the prince, the handsome young man. And we have Menelaus, 
Helen's fiance. I'll be honest real quick before we really get into it. Of course, like most people, we briefly learned about this in school, but I wasn't one of those kids that got super into Greek culture and anything, so I'm actually, like, really kind of interested, because, like, I know vaguely a brief amount of details of the Trojan War, and, you know, I know the story of Aeneid and how he came and helped, you know, start Rome and everything, but I never really cared that much about the story, if I'm going to be honest. It was really funny. My girlfriend was just now, she just finished working on some classes that had her study this story. It'll be interesting because you can never find one specific version, right? There's always going to be tons thrown out no, there. I think it's funny, though, because um, this, yeah, this is kind of a work of fiction, but it, it's also historical because there's this, this event did happen. This did happen historically, mm-hmm. but the actual details of, like, the gods' involvement and everything, there's some fiction in there. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, be- before, don't knock their faith, Before but... <laughs> I let you continue it's real quick, Gabs, uh, biggest thing was, like, uh, it. I like how you were bringing it up, because it reminded me of, uh, if you guys are familiar with the YouTube channel Extra Credits, when he goes into his mythology videos, I like how he opens it, where it's like, myths are not stories that are untrue rather than they are stories that don't fit neatly into our historical understanding yeah it was their faith yeah exactly honestly believe this with every fiber of their being Mm -hmm. and as a child growing up learning about greek mythology i wanted to be an archaeologist and i told myself right then and there i'm gonna be agnostic because i'm never gonna knock anybody's faith i am never going to say that's not what i believe i want to believe everything as much as i can to really deepen my hold on the on their culture yeah exactly you so. know just you know uh, another way of just saying uh you know you're just going to come in as an empty palette and just kind of observe you're not going to yeah. go in and judge and absorb too. yeah exactly definitely I mean, absorb our, our episode last week that was just me and you vlad we covered a big thing about you know paganism and the fact that christian the uh, theologians at the time air quotes on theologians they were really soldiers more than anything else just came in and just was eviscerating races and constantly changed religion to fit this mentality of you know good versus evil always when a lot of these religions weren't even anywhere close to that yeah you know they weren't so polarizing and so dynamic it was just this is life you know Mm -hmm. there's magic there's people people fuck up even the gods fuck up you know well we're about to watch some gods royally fuck up (laughs) i can't wait let's get into it (laughs) all right so as i said we all know the story of troy it's out there. We've got Paris, Helen, and Menelaus. Got Those it. are our three main people. Now, Paris had his brother, and Menelaus had his brother. So, those are our teams. Got it. Just, like, see it out on a board. We have those three teams. And Helen is currently with Paris. Alright? Got it. So, one day, the evil goddess of Discord... Eris. That's a new name for me. Yes, mm-hmm. Eris, the goddess of discord. I believe she is closely related to Nike, if I'm correct in that. I should okay. probably look that up. Nike is the goddess of victory. You can thank her for your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the god of six shoes. The god of si- the goddess the god of Air jo- the goddess goddess of Air Jordans. <laughs> of six shoes. Ye olde Air Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She finds a golden apple. And she presents it to Paris of Troy, and she says, Give this to the most beautiful goddess. Now, if you guys know anything about Greek mythology, you know that the most beautiful goddess is... Exactly, you can't say that out loud because you will get smoked. Smoked! 
Okay, so knowing that, here's what happens. Aphrodite, Athena, and Artemis all hear that he has this apple and he's going to present it to the most beautiful goddess. Mm-hmm. So it starts a war. Of course. We've got Aphrodite <laughs> on the side of Helen of Troy because she is the most beautiful babe in all of Greece. We've got Artemis on the side of Troy with Paris, whose main god of Troy was Apollo, her brother. Yeah. So she's on their team. She's of going course. at it over there. And Athena we have with Menelaus. Do you know why? I'm... Achilles. Okay. okay. The child Achilles, who Athena took from his cradle and dipped him in the river Styx, making him impenetrable. Except for on his heel. Except for his heel. Where she was holding him and dipped him into the river Styx was his heel, so it did not get touched. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Paris has an apple. Three goddesses are fighting over this man, Apple. (laughs) And that's how this war starts. That's how it's written in the books that this war starts. It was this uh, Jersey Shore drama that basically started the war. Exactly! It was! It was all these goddesses saying, well, no, I'm the prettiest, obviously. I mean, Aphrodite, goddess of beauty, love, marriage. Seems almost kind of natural, you know, to assume that. Oh, man. And then Hera, queen of the gods, comes in, seeing this war, seeing that apple being like, I'm gonna come get that ass. <laughs> right? Because she's obviously the most beautiful. She's the queen of the gods. Whose side is she gonna join? Real quick. I fucking love the way that you're just so emphatic about this. Because it feels I, like high school drama, which essentially is what is. it boils down it's to. It's so high school drama. It's really petty. It really it's is. so, it is. But I think what's funny... The craziest thing. I think it's so funny though that this is a uh, this is a feud between gods that humans apparently are, are fighting about. Like exactly, they- the gods always took their chosen humans, their quote unquote demigods, they're, they're- to fight their wars for them. Because could you imagine if gods went to war? Yeah. It would literally be the apocalypse. It would literally be the apocalypse. It's, That's why we and have so the God of War And so they get on the sidelines and they watch their D&D board game on the floor. Like, I want to move Achilles into battle. Uh, by the way, he has a 42 AC crit. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's untouchable, bitch! And oh, then, God. and then... Athena comes in here with Paris rolling, and he, she's like, I got a nat 20 plus, like, 50 to aim because of my brother Apollo. I just like this imagery of ancient RPG games. It is. I, like, I Everything in Greek mythology well, was an RPG game. I get gods. it, but you and I, we, we, you know, we really bonded, like, last year whenever we started playing, like, D&D, whenever you got me introduced and all that. It just makes me laugh knowing this one little side detail about, like, how ancient Rome, and I believe even some ancient Greece, had these, like, bronze dodecahedrons, which is just our, our, our fucking D12s and all that. And I'm just sitting here like, What? I can see them actually playing with this now. It's it's so funny, you know, because you can see literally in every single part yeah. of the story where the gods came in and did their little mischievous, like, here you go, here's a power boost, buddy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, in every single moment of the story, you see it. 
And the funniest thing about it all is they're fighting over an apple. Yeah. Well, it's not even a magic apple. It's just a regular ass yellow apple. I mean, I, I get it, but it, like, I get that that's what the story says. But I also know from like a story standpoint, like apples were always seen as like uh, these these objects of like immense. They, they represented a variety of things. You know, everything from wealth to power to knowledge to influence everything. You see it everything from like with Odin and, and the uh, the golden apples that came from Yggdrasil and shit. You have thousands of stories about golden apples in Greek mythology. Yes, Even definitely. some Roman stories. Uh, I believe I very briefly glossed over even a Slavic story when I was doing research for the last episode that had apples in it. I mean, I, I would argue apples are like top tier like fruits, you know? I mean, we'll, we'll fight on that, yeah, but we'll later. Yeah, we'll definitely fight on that. <laughs> well, I mean, they're pretty good, you know, like... Yeah, well, you said it. They're pretty good. I actually have oh. yellow apples out in our fruit bowl right, right now. Yes, okay, okay. you know what? I, I wouldn't say like A tier, probably like B tier. Maybe. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, they're that. good. They're very universal. You can put them on a lot of stuff, but I wouldn't start a war over one. That's a fair point. <laughs> I think we're a little more civil in this day and age. I, you would think. Yeah. So... As we know from what we've seen, how this the War of Troy plays out, right? Yeah. And it's basically them just fighting, sitting over these these kids, you know, that are warring for them, basically. They're, they're champions, you know? if you will. Very disposable. They all think they're the most beautiful goddess. And Paris is just in the middle here, like, that dog in the house that's on fire that goes, this is fine, <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, that was funny. That was a really <laughs> funny He comparison. loses... Everything. He loses his dad. He loses his brother Hector. Oh, shit. They both die. He loses everything over this woman, Helen, who was the one he probably actually wanted to give this apple to, right? right? I mean, I mean in front could of you concept. imagine if he'd given it to a mortal and Aphrodite saw that? I mean, we know what happened to, <laughs> to poor Echo. Like, <laughs> That's one of the few stories I actually know very psyche? well. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> like we know what happens when somebody says a woman is beautiful like <laughs> like you know it's like like Aphrodite yes by you know a lot of her characteristics is a very fickle woman but at the same time when you're the pure personification of beauty love and all that shit it kind of comes part with the course you're you're fighting against a fundamental nature it's like i i get it but it's like come on chill the fuck out so nearing the middle of the battle is when Achilles falls and they're like, Athena, get the fuck out of here. You're not even on the board anymore, my guy. Oh, shit. So Athena is out. She's just out. She's gone. Paris was like, mm, your puny hero was not enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just gone. He did. And that's when they build this horse. Mm-hmm. Right, we all know the, the Trojan horse. horse, the mythical. And way Athena's that they got like, "Hunt back in the game, like a JoJo's meme or something, like <laughs> yeah. coming in here with this horse." And she's like, "They don't know my secret." As, as soon as you said that, that to be continued cutscene flashed in my head. <laughs> like I was imagining the horse, and then you said JoJo meme, and then that was it for me. <laughs> and so the goddesses are thinking, "Ah, Athena's out of here. She's just gonna leave." Oh, what a pretty present. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. And so they get this horse, and the whole city of Troy burns to the ground. Fun. And they're like, oh. <laughs> so at this point, Paris cannot give the apple to anybody. Yeah. So now it's against Hera, Artemis, and Aphrodite to figure out betwixt themselves 
who gets this apple. But lo and behold, two men emerge from the blaze. Yeah. Remus and Romulus. No, the mythical brothers. Actual, very real brothers. Well, I, I know, Remus but their Romulus. status is mythical is what I meant. The founders of Rome. The creators of Rome. And you know what that means? I forgot he got the apple because they were Trojan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. I just... It, it, it felt like those moments where you got, like, two wires that you're trying to make that connection. That's what it felt like just now. <laughs> and then the light bulb turned on. Right. <laughs> yes. And so after all of this fighting, Aphrodite gets the apple... Picks up her shit and leaves. Troy is gone, burned to the ground. Everybody is dead. Menelaus is dead. Agamemnon, I'm pretty sure, went home with a dead brother. <laughs> Hector is dead. Oh, he died early. Yeah, he died pretty early. Achilles is dead. Everybody's dead, and the gods just kind of walk away. Because it's like, well, we did it. You yeah, know. you know, they literally just, that's it. The gods are like, well... We wanted the apple. She has the apple now. I guess we're done. Yeah. Right. Pack up your bags and go, you know? So they leave this total carnage. Yeah. And it, you know what comes out of that? What's up? The Odyssey. I was going to oh, say that's right. the superior sequel, The Odyssey. The Odyssey. I don't know if it's controversial to say The Odyssey is better than The Iliad, but I'm going to say it anyways. Well, there are only two out of a set of a, of a bunch of epics that tell the entire story from start to finish. Yeah. And The Odyssey wasn't even close to the end. Yeah, it's better because there, there was like I think like seven more books after. That. I, I, just loved, I, I just love I just love the Odyssey. I don't know if this I don't know if this episode's gonna be about the Odyssey, but I love the no. Odyssey. Oh no, the episode was about the Trojan War. Yeah, the Iliad. But um, I think the Odyssey is just really cool, and it's just because it's kind of like watching a TV show because it's like they're on a journey and something new happens. There's a Cyclops now, and now he's stranded on an island. You know, it's fucking wild. I love the Odyssey. Uh, for for people who want like more context, like more specific, uh, like miscellaneous myths about this, if you don't know OSP, the overly sarcastic uh, productions. I highly recommend to go check it out because I, I don't watch them as often as I feel I should because I don't really like to invest myself in the Greek myths, but there's a crap load of episodes that they have done specifically on, I believe, you know, other famous characters like you were talking about. They've done historical analysis like uh, with the uh, Aeneid, with Dante, with the start of Rome, with uh, Rome's rise, fall, historical, you know, shifting powers and everything. Like, it, it's all just amazing. Because I, I specifically like to watch the historical-based ones rather than the mythological-based ones. But yeah, no, it's just... <laughs> I'm still laughing at the JoJo meme in my head. <laughs> it's literally, like, Greek mythology is JoJo's bizarre adventure. If you really think about it hard enough, I mean... You got yeah. your people that control the little people... And then the little people are the ones that fight. I mean, that, that's fair. I mean, you, everyone has, like, their, their pawns and their soldiers. I mean, hell, there's reasons why we still make games about it today. Like with uh, God of War. Yeah. You know, we have Kratos, who was the champion of Ares, and then Ares fucked him over, and so then he went on a one-man army mission to fucking just kill the Pantheon. Like, we still talk about it today for a reason. Like, it, it's... Especially with the Greeks, like I said, like, they went through years of just scrupulous work just writing every iteration of their myths and as it formed like we were then given this 
massive track record to see not only how these myths formed, but how they changed and evolved over time and stuff like that. So when we get to stories as old as this, where like we have the stories of Troy, we know where Troy is, you know, because we found it, you know, I believe in like the 40s or something. Uh, some guy was actually listening to like, to, or listening, he was reading all the historical texts and everything and then followed as close as he could in real world to every place that was described and he actually found the runes. I, uh, I believe that's how the story went and then of course they excavated and whatnot, whatnot. But like we don't have any first-hand accounts. You know, all we have is the stories that were passed down. Yeah. You know, it goes back to what I was saying about, you know, uh, quoting extra credits and, and, you know, about myths and everything. It's like, yeah, like, it's, it's great to have this context, but we'll never have a 100% certainty. We'll never know exactly the reasons why. Um, you know, I just thought of a good analogy. What's it's up? like the Greek miscongeniality. God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but Jesus Christ. Wait, Explain it to him. I don't know if I've seen that. Okay, so it's a Sandra Bullock movie. Okay. Which means obviously it's good, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Second yeah. one, not even she could save it. But Miss Congeniality is about pageants, and this cop has to dress up and go into the pageant. You know what? I do remember this. <laughs> I think I saw the sequel. like, like the pageant girls yeah. are Hera and Aphrodite, mm-hmm. and then Athena is over here like, I'm just here to kick ass. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, she I mean, she's a war goddess. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody, really. But I, I'm not, I won't, don't quote me on that one, because like I said, I don't really study you know, Greek history or, or yeah. mythology or anything For the like most that. part, Athena is considered the goddess of wisdom. Yeah. And wartime strategy. She's not exactly a war goddess. Yeah, I, 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 well, I guess if you want to put that dichotomy, like I said with Ares being also a war god, the difference is, like, Ares is, is all about the, the bloodshed. He's all He's all about the bloodshed, whereas Athena is all the about the strategy. strategy. Yeah, because there, there's been stories about Ares who will switch sides on the battlefield midway through. Yeah, for sure. Just partially because he wants to win, on the other part just because he wants to fight. Yeah, for sure, you know? for sure. So it, it, it's definitely wild to think about. And, um, you know, because, like, I focus more on, like, Roman history just because there was nothing like Roman, like the Roman Empire. A lot of those traits did carry over, too. Like, little variations here and there, but for the most part, a lot of them are the same stories and same characteristics and stuff like that. Like I said, it's just really wild to think about because, like, even today, we still use these stories and adapt them into our urban fantasy stories. Like, I'm not—I didn't get too far into it, but like Neil Gaiman's uh, American Gods. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like not just you know the the few characters that they did have in there, but just the way that they adapt stories into it today is just—it's—it's it's wild. But it, you can still see the roots of these characters and how it still persists. And like, you would think in the age of the internet, we, these would drop off by now. But, no, they, they still hold on to us. So it really tells you about the power of these stories, you know? Like, there's still a lot of human elements that we attach to. So, plot twist. Are you guys ready for it? Oh, shit. I thought we were done. Plot twist. I have told you the most generalized version of this story. Yes, of course. Otherwise, we'd be ready? here forever. Are you ready to hear a little bit less of an accepted version of this okay. story? Oh, really? Yes. Okay. It follows the same thing. Except the apple was actually given to someone very early on. And think it started I, a war. I think I can take a crack at what this might be. Okay. So we have the evil goddess, Eris. Okay. The mm-hmm. goddess of discord, as mm-hmm. I mentioned before. Yeah. She is just here to pick a fight and start some shit. 
As you do. She's the girl in the hallway that whispers into another person's ear, oh my god, did you hear what they did last night? And it's totally not true. Yeah. Right. She's that bitch, alright? She is my (laughs) from middle school, alright? She is... (laughs) Way to call her out. She should be called out. She's like, I didn't use her last name. But... (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So, she approaches Paris of Troy. Again, we've gone through this. And she tells him, Hey, yo, my guy. You see up on that tree, up on that mountain up there? If you go get that apple, I bet you get some bitches. Oh, shit. Alright? So, he tells... (laughs) She tells him to go climb up this mountain, and I'm not talking a small mountain here, guys. It's You're talking a, something like Olympian-sized? Olympian-sized mountain. Oh, to see a golden apple on the tallest tree there. So he goes up this mountain, and he's like, wow, man, the air's getting real thin up here. I don't know about this. And he walks into the garden of the Hesperides. Oh, shit. Like, I, that's a name that sounds familiar, but Atlas's not... Atlas's Daughters. Okay, I was about to say, the South, I wasn't quite sure. Yes, that is correct. And if you guys are Percy Jackson fans, you'll know that Zoe was the greatest character and she shouldn't have died. <laughs> but anyways, I'm so mad about that still. I, I can see that. But anyways, <laughs> so he walks up. And he goes into this garden that he is not supposed to be in, alright? So this is, you know, Garden of Eden for for Greeks. Yeah, the Greek equivalent. Exactly. And, you know, this is the forbidden apple. Humans are not supposed to touch this, so of course he's in a world of shit. Isn't this the same apples that Hercules had... I should say Heracles had to go collect and everything as one of his trials. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, this is so the you, you disparities know, and all you that. Know. I, I, know, I know the tra- trials of Heracles, but that's about as far in depth I know about Greek history. Mm-hmm. That's so. fine. I mean, that's actually a lot more than most people know. Yeah. But yes, they are the same. Okay. Technically the same. It's a different story, so they're different. Different story, but same setting. Unquote, it's different. like same place, different time. Yes, Got exactly. It. Exactly. So he has to climb up this mountain and... Comes up, down unscathed, he's fine. He just went in, grabbed the apple, and ran, you know? Yeah. And he's approached by Hera, the queen of the gods, Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty and love, and Athena, the goddess of strategy and wisdom. And they all say to him, so who's it for? (laughs) In this story, Artemis is not there. Okay. So that's, that's one of the key differences. All right. And he says, well, you might be the queen, and you could definitely kill me, but Aphrodite is gorgeous. And he gives her the apple. Okay, so he does go kind of full fuckboy here. He goes full into it and gives Aphrodite this apple. And she's like, ooh, I like you, I'm on your team. Perfect. And the other two are like, you, you just literally asked for death. Like, you just, you just looked us in the face and said, I want to die today. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, I'm just reading this book. You're good. And I flipped the page and it says, lay grease in ruins. And that's exactly what happens. I mean, Achilles and Menelaus and Agamemnon are on a pillage 
of all the Grecian cities. They're going to the biggest ones. They're having Achilles go up against their biggest fighters to end wars quickly with less casualties. They're doing this the That's right way. Pretty smart strategy. They're doing Seems this like the right knowledge. way. They send their best guy. You send your best guy. They fight it out. One of them dies. Obviously not Achilles. He's immortal, apparently. Just this walk and talk and hunk a tank, pretty much. So, so, so far, the story seems pretty similar, with the exception of the beginning, yeah. uh, in which a few, few minor differences. A few minor seems. differences. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this also goes back to like what I was saying earlier about like there's you, no there's no concrete story. Yeah. There's no there's, like, yeah. and with time there's, as it evolves, stories will change. Yeah, the, the, because you know we see rumors written on the Pantheon. We see rumors written in in Homer's fictional story. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like it's 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 everywhere. There's little pieces of it, but none of them concretely tell a story. And so we have multiple writers who will write multiple stories. I have four books out there that say four different things about the same story. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite because it's just the most generalized one. But I do like that she has just the three goddesses fighting rather than the fourth with Artemis in it. I do like that version because I do think she would have been in there on that. She's a maiden goddess, but so is Hera. So I feel like... If Hera and Athena are there, she's kind of got to be there too, you know? I, I don't know. My, my thing is, the, the little bit I do know about Artemis is just that she didn't really care about guys in general. She was all about hunting. But so she the, still I, cared about herself, and I, that's the thing. She, all the gods were vain. Well, Every duh. single one of them were vain. But it's, I, I always understood it as, like, in what context are they vain? If I'm going to go to Apollo and I want to compliment him, I'm going to compliment him on his music. I'm going to go to Artemis. I'm going to compliment her on her hunting skills. Damn, don't tell you know. that to Lester. What? So, Percy Jackson series. Oh, okay. They came out with a new one called The Trials of Apollo. And in the original series, Apollo was, like, insanely hot. And in this one, his name is Lester Papadopoulos or some shit I'm like sorry, that. sorry, what? Some, something like that. And Zeus had, like, sent him to Earth as a mortal, and he was, like, this stupid, ugly Greek dude with, like, pimples everywhere. Oh, shit. And he was like, oh, I'm ugly! Like, Spongebob-style freak out. <laughs> I, may have to, I may have to borrow one of your books for that. It's, it's pretty funny. I think there's four out, and the fifth one just came out, and it's okay. the last one. Okay, cool. I really think it's funny that it's been many, many years since these stories were first written, and we're still writing new ones. We're, we're still adding to the mythology. I think that's awesome. Well, I think that's the beauty of the genre of urban fantasy. There yeah. are still a couple more inconsistencies in this one, though. Oh, yeah? Yes. Like? Like, instead of having Paris, Achilles, and Agamemnon are the three main characters, it's now Paris, Hector, and Achilles are the main ones. Huh. So Hector got Hera as his protector and goddess because he was actively trying to get Paris and Helen the fuck out of Troy the whole damn time and Harrow was like I don't want this hot dude to have the hot girl I wanted the apple they don't get to be together so he's she's actually actively trying to get them separated and help (laughs) Athena get them separated it's literally a I didn't get the toy, so you don't get the toy kind of situation. Very toddler-esque. It's very toddler-esque. The gods were like children. It's uh, ridiculous. It's hilarious. It, it's very laughable, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is, I love it. It's great. It's fantastic. Because it's... I feel like whenever you look at, like, the human side of the story, everything's very, like, deep and, like, layered and fleshed out. And it's just like, ah, oh, look at all this conflict and... 
feuds. And then you look at the gods, and it's basically like a simplified, just like it's a bunch of toddlers who are like jealous about shit, and they, they start really fighting. Is. And because they are fighting, the little people are fighting. And the little people, they have a lot more stuff going on in their lives. Oh, of course. Have, you know, I, you really think about it. Like, the humans you know. aren't, like, I, I feel like we're usually not worried about this kind of stuff. We probably wouldn't start a war over an apple, but these people obviously would. So, we're doing it because they are. Well, again, yeah. when the gods are playing ancient, you know, D&D, humans are still suffering famine, war, infighting, government takeovers, XYZ, all kinds of everyday problems, mm-hmm. you know, for them. Yeah. So it's And you know what it's really funny about that toy metaphor that I made earlier? You know when you have a kid like that just loves loves a toy and then one day they're like, Fuck that toy. I hate that toy. I've always hated that toy. <laughs> that happens in this story. Oh really? With Hera and Hector. So Hector is in love with a priestess. The daughter of the Apollon priest oh, of Troy. They fall in love. And Hera's like, um, excuse me, I'm abstinent, so you have to be abstinent. Also, she's a priestess, so that's definitely not allowed. Right? Like... And so she drops his ass, and he dies. Oh, shit! She just, she just straight up is like, I don't know if I like you anymore, and then he dies. It's almost... Sorry, as soon as you said that, the first thing that pops in mind, remember Toy Story, whenever uh, Woody has that moment where he's really afraid of Andy just wanna, letting him go? I don't want to play with it's you. Like, I don't, don't yeah, want to play exactly. with you. And we just fall in the trash can. It's literally that. <laughs> I think it's... Wait, so you're telling me in this story, Hector just dies? Yeah, for That's real. it. He does not in battle. He just... I mean, it was kind of a battle. Okay, so it's literally went like this, all right? So... They came up to the gates of Troy, Agamemnon and Menelaus and Achilles. They came up to the gates of Troy. Well, Achilles stayed on the beach for a little while. He wanted a cocktail or some shit, I don't know. <laughs> but they came up to him and they were like, Hey, bitches, you stole my girl. Uh, come out and fight me or I'm going to knock down your whole world. Like, I'm going to ruin your whole career. And so they're like, well, Paris, this is your fucking problem. Go out and deal with it. Well, Paris was... Not a fighter. <laughs> to say it nicely. Okay. He was not a fighter. So he goes out there. His sword is shaking. His knees are trembling. He's like, I'm going to f- fight your strongest fighter? Question mark. And so. Meanwhile, like, he's sitting there in his brown pants. <laughs> yes, sir. He was wearing his brown pants that day. Didn't start out that way, though. He no, was wearing his white pants. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm getting more like David and Goliath imagery in my head right now with this, and it's just funny. Just imagining just this really short dude, way like trying to be brave with his sword. Yeah. You could tell it's like, bro, he just... was a kid. Yeah, he exactly. Was a girl, he didn't know what he was doing. You know, I mean, it was like. But isn't that like how a lot of those stories get? It? Is they're just a kid that just kind of falls into this because yeah. they're either their hubris was so high or they rolled a natural twenty for their luck. He you know. stole some old dude's woman. Exactly. He was an idiot. That was all him. <laughs> that was all him. I'm not going to lie, Paris. If you're hearing this, that was all your fault. Just saying. You could have given the apple to someone else. I just I just imagine Paris and have him be like, that's not how it happened. That's not how it happened. <laughs> but anyways, he goes to fight the big dude in the camp. Not Achilles, though, because Achilles was sipping mocktails on the beach with his cousin that he was fucking 
Patrocles. As you do in Greece. As you do in Greece. Wasn't his second cousin. Just his cousin? Just his cousin. I'm trying not to think about it. I'm failing. But, the, but in the movie, all he does is give his sword lessons, and that's the funniest man. <laughs> The funniest analogy to me, because they love... Oh, no, they're absolutely sword fighting. 100%. Sword fighting, yeah. I like that. It's so good. It's so good, the way that they, like, try to walk around those in movies. Yeah, but those who know, it's like... Just give Patrocles some sword lessons. Oh, I'll give him sword lessons. Oh, yeah, we're touching tips. Uh, yeah. Sword tips, that, you know, let's, let's specify. Uh, let's let's keep it PG. This, yeah. this fight, this fight. So Paris is scared to death. Big burly barbarian dude from another land walks out of Menelaus' army and is like, I could eat you in half a bite. I just, I, the, I don't know why whenever he said that, I just imagine it like a deep Ukrainian voice. I could eat you in one bite. Just some it shit like that. probably be close to that because I'm... They're probably from, uh, what's the, the country that started with an L? Libya? Yes, that's it. Oh, wait, really? Thank you, correct. Oh, okay, I was right. I, my brain was going Liberia, and I'm like, that's, isn't that a type of, like, tiger or some shit? No, Liberia no, is, no, no, is, is a country. But, but yeah, like, the use of the correct. Yeah, I think, because I was trying to, like, put the world map in my head, I was like, okay, where's Troy, where are we looking at? Yeah, it's probably... Find it in here somewhere. But no, I, I think yeah. I think you were pretty close. Yeah. Geographically speaking. Anyways. So he goes up to fight and he's obviously not gonna fucking win, right? So Hector comes down there manly and buff and Apollo blessed. Just, you know, just like he is mm, Yes. <laughs> and so he goes down there and he fights the guy and he wins. And they're like, ooh, that wasn't supposed to happen. And just shot him. <laughs> just just smites him in the middle after after you win. What a way to die. Hey, I just won this epic battle against this big fat bastard. Kill him. Dead. <laughs> oh man, it's just like the one episode of Game of Thrones where um, Pedro Pascal fights... Spoilers, by the way, for your show that ended a while ago. <laughs> of um, course, of course. Yeah, yeah after that one... Alright, the dude gets his head crushed after like basically winning the battle. But apparently he didn't kill him enough, so... And now that's that's kind oh, of yeah I remember that one yeah. yeah oh man I hated that so much I <laughs> love that guy he didn't deserve that but yeah anyways he just gets like fucking wrecked like out of the yeah. blue nobody was expecting it boom Hector is dead dead as a goddamn doornail and so up comes Achilles Achilles was technically a demigod okay and multiple stories will tell you different things right you got. Obviously got ties to Athena because she dipped him in the river sticks. But, for the most part, they will tell you that he was the son of Thetis, a sea nymph. Hmm. Just a regular sea nymph. I mean, like, not an important one or anything. Just, just you know. one of those characters named once and never heard of again. Exactly. You know, I had a fight with one of my teachers in elementary school or high school or I don't even remember when, but he was like, and Achilles, the son of Zeus, and I was like, incorrect, my guy, there are no men in this story! Well, thanks for letting us know the answer. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we were wrong about that. Yes, there are no men in this story! I mean, Apollo is mentioned because he's the patron of Troy. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not, not, a, he's not a key player. He's not in the war at all. He's just kind of like in the background, like asleep on the couch, and they're like, hey, we're destroying your city, and he's like, uh-huh. I, you know, I think it's funny, though, the whole, like, he's the son of Zeus, and I'm like, well, Zeus always finds a way to, like, 
fuck women? Yeah. That's his, yeah. That's his thing. He, he, he always like... <laughs> this he, book would be this thin if Zeus could keep it in his fucking pants, my guy. I, I just love that little aspect about uh, the, the Greek mythology is that Zeus <laughs> is literally the worst. I oh, know yeah, it's no. so funny that Hera gets mad, but she's literally celibate. Right? She's never gonna fuck him, so... so like, what is he I supposed mean, to do? Like, I'm not saying he should have just gone out and fucked a thousand bitches plus, but at the same time, it's, it's, what are you doing, guy? Like, like, how many stories, which also, by the way, how many stories have to be told about Zeus being turned into an animal and then fucked the lady? You know, or, or something my like that. favorite is literally while he's a swan and he fucks a woman. That's one of my favorites. So there's one, he's an eagle. There's one, he's a ram. There's one, he's a swan. And the swan, he didn't even fuck the girl. He gave her a hug and she got preggers. Sure. A hug, quote unquote. That was one it's I a very, a uh, It's a like, very violent hug. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, I'm not sure. There's a lady by water. Oh no, that's that's my cue. Like yeah, it's like oh no, there's a lady. There's a lonely a lady over there. Alone in her bed. I need. She, she's begging for me. She's begging for me, man. She's just sitting there. Come on. Of course. I mean, being king of the gods, I can see his hubris really sticking out there. But it's you when you when you bring it down to to a real you know human level, it's like this is a fucking Chad. That's what that's what Zeus is. He's a fucking Chad. <laughs> Not knocking frat boys. Some of you are okay, but check your brothers every once in a while, please. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at one point in this story, Athena comes in onto the battlefield. Oh, really? Onto okay, the that's battlefield. New for me. I did and not shoots this one. an arrow at Menelaus because Achilles hated him. Yeah, yeah. That was that was in the movie as well. It's it's pretty accurately okay. described in the movie. You just fucking shot him. She didn't kill just, him just, or anything, but she was like, hey, shut up. I don't like the way you're talking. But, like, literally, there's points where they just come in and they're like, hmm, that doesn't look quite right. And they'll, like, do something, spice it up a little, and then just leave. As you do. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you ever just, like, if you see a child playing and you come in and you kick their sandcastle down, they start crying and you leave. Yeah. And it's kind of what they're doing. It's, it's kind of like whenever you see an ant pile as a kid. And, and you... And you step on it just to see what happens. And or, they or, all come out and they're like... It's just that weird destructive impulse. It's just like... Like, I don't have necessarily the same one where it's like, I see an anthill, it's like my mind just like crush it. I get weird like... Uh, those are because... I believe those are called like call the voids. Um, I'll even get them in video games whenever I'm playing multiplayer with several people. This big one was in Halo 4 when I did co-ops with my brother. There's a, there's a moment in the game, very, like, first level. Not, not first level. Anyway, it's early on, where there's a massive cliff, cutscene, everything. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times we got up to that ledge. Not even, not even. I would tell my brother, it was like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. Back up a little bit, so I would claim, because I wanted to get a wider shot, and then just fucking bunt them in. Countless times, and then I jump in after them, forcing us to restart, and I do it every time. <laughs> they would get in ghost or whatever, and I push them off still. Hey, this is totally unrelated to anything that we're talking about, but you mentioned ants. Did you know that some people can smell ants? What? I don't want to smell an ant. That sounds weird. 
I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. There's literally a gene. There's literally a gene where some people can smell ants. That's so cool. If you can smell ants, please comment and tell us what they smell like. I I, look. I I have to know. I need to look this up. I have to know. We're gonna stop that point here, but. After this, I'm totally gonna look. I this have up. to know. Like, do they smell like strawberries? Like what's? No, it's not a good smell. It's a bad smell. Oh, it sucks, man! But they, like that... they can smell them. Like even from like a couple feet away, you can smell the ant pile. Well, that yeah. sucks. Like that's crazy. Okay, yeah, but I just wanted to say that because I saw that the other day and <laughs> so, I thought that was nuts. Yeah, so, it is nuts. So you said like I mean just shooting an arrow at a dude because you don't like what he's doing. Yeah. That's like going to White Run and just you know massacring the whole town and then loading the last save and just being like that never happened. You know. Yeah. I love that analogy because I can't tell you how many times I've done that. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't? It's so, like, I get that instinct every once in a while. I'm just bored. I'm like, well, I have nothing better to do, and I haven't played this game for a while now. Save. You know? Right? Save. Like, pull go out on, sword. you know, your anarchy mission or Murder. whatever. Because you can. Because you can. Because, like, what? It's just a bunch of guards, you know? You're not fighting, like, Daedric Princess or shit, you know? You're literally dealing with humans, so. Anyways, we went on a on a Skyrim tangent. Everything kind of goes around back to Skyrim in life, but um, it does, doesn't it? I'm gonna end this on a joke. Okay. Uh, so after Achilles died, we have a big, big, big Greek hero come back up after him and actually still fight in the Battle of Troy. His name is Ajax. Like the dish soap. Exactly, that's where my point comes, alright? This is my joke, this is my joke that I'm gonna leave you guys with here, ready? So Ajax was stronger than all of Greece, and Ajax soap is stronger than Greece! But the Greece is spelled differently. that's so stupid. You're welcome. Wait, that's that my a, segment. That, it's a real done. thing, yeah. Is that, wait, was that on purpose? Yes. Yes. That was, that was, that was on purpose. That's literally the reason that was why was on purpose. Wow, who's the smart ass who came up with that one? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody I know, but I want to give him a high five. Right? Somebody give him a raise. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I love that. I had a lot planned for this update's segment, but... I'm going to save it for the next episode because there's obviously some previous episodes about the election and the coronavirus that are a little more pressing at the moment, especially for us in the States since 60% of our audience is in the United States. Currently, as it stands today, as of the release of this episode, 55.6 million people worldwide have been infected since the outbreak. And over 1.3 million people have died. As far as the infection rate goes, that's already surpassing what we considered the greatest plague that has spread, which was the Spanish flu in 1918. And that took three years. We let this happen to Corona in one. Now, yes, the Spanish flu killed 5 million plus people in three years. For us... It's killed 1.3 million in one year. Technically less than one. We need to wake up and wear masks. It is proving every day to be more and more important. Even just wearing a simple mask could save hundreds of thousands of lives. And... With new research coming out, with new viruses being tested, I have some hope, but I'm cautiously optimistic. With how fast these vaccines were rushed, 
I wouldn't put too much stock in it personally. But if there is a chance, then they need to be thoroughly tested. Because if they do work, then we can't let our doubt stop it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little hard of words right now because also in my home state of Texas here, we've managed to increase 1 million cases in 6 days recently. And that just blows my mind. But I get it. You know, people don't like the idea of feeling locked up and cooped up and being told what to do, especially us Texans. We're too prideful for that. But here we have one of the largest medical facilities in the world here in Houston, where we've got even Rice University helping out and running trials and antibodies and all kinds of stuff. And when it comes back to the election, we have President-elect Biden who is urging the American public to just wear a mask. Wear a damn mask. Meanwhile, we only now have Trump conceding victory. And then he took it back. And then now he's urging people to wear a mask. But he still doesn't care. And it just blows my mind. You may not have been personally affected. Or if you have and you were asymptomatic and got over it, you may not think that this is a big deal. But I personally have friends who have been infected family that's been infected, friends that have lost loved ones. And it's not good, no matter how you look at it. It doesn't matter if it affected you personally or not. The fact is, is if you're the one spreading it, you're to blame. You are part of the problem. And especially if you go blatantly disregarding masks and telling people that they are your face cages or whatever, which is something I've heard recently from several people mocking me wearing a mask everywhere I go. You're to blame. And I urge you to educate yourself. And wear a mask, please. This is absolutely not how I wanted this segment to go, because I wanted to wait and record it the day of upload. But it's an important sentiment. And I know this detracted a lot from the fun and goofy episode that we had, but it is important. People's health are at risk. Your health is at risk. We're in this together, and it's important that we understand that. Going forward in January 20th of 2021, we will have President Joe Biden. Now, whether you like it or not, we got to listen. And he's at least encouraging the bare minimum. Just wear a mask. Give us time, because again, we're in the third wave here, the third wave in one year. I don't know about you, but I definitely want things to get better. So that was very insightful and very fucking funny, I might add. I, I like I love the way that you just tell a story, which is why I'm so glad I, I asked you to join the podcast team, because it's even in, like even in our personal life, like just the way you're always emphatic about things, just it's so laughable, so enjoyable, but it's I always a great time. Love mythology. All mythologies, it doesn't matter where it's from, who it is, I love 
hearing the stories. Absolutely. And so I always delve myself as deep as I can go. I'll read multiple, like, fictions about it. I'll read multiple fictions as in literature. Yeah. yeah. I'll just read as much as I can about it until I know it by heart. Like this, I, I really didn't have any notes today. I just kind of had a book with me, and I flipped through the pages if I needed the refresh. Yeah, but, like, you know the story so well. It was kind of one of the things that, like, unlike me, I'm one of those people that have to have, you know, pen and paper. I have to write out my thoughts. Otherwise, you you know me. I very often will lose train of thought in mid-conversation, and then I don't even remember what the hell we were talking about in 20 seconds. So, but, but no, like, because I, like I said, I know you and your, you know, your passion for learning these stories and mythologies is like, this was definitely a, a perfect starter for you. Because this is what, this was your first episode leading, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which I, you know, I think you did wonderful. You know, you brought your own little charm to it, and I was very happy with how you carried it out, and it was, at bottom line, very informative to a lot of stuff that I didn't know about the you know Trojan War because, like I said, it was not something I was personally really invested in growing up. But I also know, like, with the varied amount of different stories and retellings, there's always you know a version that you can like. So you know, just hearing you know a couple different viewpoints and retellings was very informative. So and for me, you know, like I said, that's bottom line. You know how you know Vlad, how do you, how much did you enjoy the story? I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I already kind of knew the basics of the story, but to be honest, like, I mean, other than, like, school, it's not something I've really dove into that often uh, in my free time. I love hearing it, though. I love the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I love a good old, you know, mythological, like, epic about people fighting over petty shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun to learn about toddlers. It, it's also... Actual toddlers. It's also just really kind of interesting to realize that no matter how much we consider ourselves evolved, we still deal with the exact same shit today. Like, like just... The yeah. difference is, instead of gods, we have world leaders playing the same fucking jokes on mm-hmm. each other. Or, like, try not to really be on politics, but even when Trump, like, for the past four years, every time he would always, like... Poke and prod other world leaders to get them to do what they want. It's like, bro, you are literally playing with fire. Like, what are you doing? I actually heard a really funny rumor. You remember when he went and shook hands with the North Korean leader? Yeah. Uh, I heard a rumor that he literally farted as he was shaking the hand. That's such a good rumor. And I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's probably totally lies. I mean, it could be. But I mean, knowing, knowing Trump, him, it's believable. Probably. It's believable. I, I mean, the amount of shit we already know. It was about such him. powerful fart, so great, heard around the world. We got the best farts. <laughs> the smells just went up. It's just going up. It went down, but then it went back up. I don't know why that tickled me so much. So, to try to wrap this, hold on. Let me let me catch my breath. Sorry for the political conversation. Oh god. So, oh, god. to kind of round it off, this like I like you audience know we are trying to integrate you know a more structured setting so we're, we're still experimenting a bit here and there but it was a very fun episode so glad you can host it with us today Gab. Yeah. i don't know exactly how we're going to format some of the other things because uh, as we're recording this i'm still writing down a few more updates and, and corrections to some previous episodes so as we figure out how we're going to uh, integrate that into the uh, future episodes including this one uh, it's just going to be a nice little experiment, but I hope uh, it's cohesive. It's you know you guys like it, and you know it's easier to follow. If anything, as, as always, audience, we in- we encourage you. Let us know. Give us feedback. Let us know if you're enjoying how we're doing this. Let us know if things that you like, things that we should probably know about the stories that we cover. You know, and other, and other things like that, because your input is invaluable always. But yeah, this is there's no other way to really end this episode. You know, it was fun. 
I was very informed. It's been nice to you know touch a bit more on mythology. I wish we could have done that in the last episode, but the last episode was more about you know the spread of neo paganism. So we'll probably cover more mythology in some sense in the future, whether it be something you know uh, European, uh, you know Native American, Old Asian, whatever. You know we'll we'll dip back into it because this was definitely a lot of fun. You know, especially with you leading it, Gabs. It was it was enjoyable. Do have a certain character to telling stories. Absolutely, but uh, yeah. Without further ado, I hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.